to the ALT Insider Podcast, dedicated to making you have the most fun possible while living or dreaming about living in Japan. Whether you've been here for years or are just starting to consider it, we've got you covered. And now, your host, broadcasting from somewhere in Japan, James. James here, ALT Insider Podcast. Nice to have you here with me today on the week of June. What is it? Week of June 23rd. So, a lot of stuff to get to this week in the site side of things. Um, first of all, if you haven't seen, last weekend was the webinar for jet applicants. So, if you are a jet applicant or just want to watch something about jet applicants or something, um, the link will be in the show notes page. Um, it was pretty cool. It was like it's like it ended up being like two hours and there's eight jets there and we were asking questions, having fun. Um, definitely want to keep doing this moving forward, but I do want to kind of, I don't know, I think the format needs a little bit of tweaking. I don't know. If you have any suggestions, you know what to do. Twit me up, ALT Insider FY. Let me know what you think. How should we handle those webinars in the future to make them as helpful as possible? Um, I said I was going to say what the show notes page will be. The show notes page will be at altinsider.com podcast 116. So that will be where all the links are. So yeah, webinar, if you haven't watched it, go check it out there. It's also on the YouTube page, but you know, it'll all be on the show notes page for you. Um, also, we, uh, huge news, I did my, my article, How to Learn Japanese, was on Tofugus. That was huge. That was awesome. Uh, the response has been crazy. A lot of new people following, a lot of new people checking the website, so welcome to all the new people. If you are someone new from that article, hey, how you doing? Enjoy your stay. But yeah, that was cool. Um, basically... Not to spoil it, but um, I am a big fan of SRS or space repetition software, and I basically use that and that alone to get into. Um, so yeah, if you haven't read it, go check it out. It'll be again be on the show notes page or on tofugu.com. Thanks to them to give me the opportunity to get on there. Check out my cartoon there. I think my cartoon looks pretty cool. I've had like three versions of my of my myself in cartoons now, and I think this is my favorite one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll let you guys be the judge of that. I'll put the the all the pictures there on the show notes page um altinsider.com podcast 116 again that's where that will be this week's episode which is the most important one of all it is with scott ackerman the youtuber 10-year youtuber um someone i was watching before i get to japan um and you know formerly unrested formerly unrested i don't i i uh we talk about a lot of cool stuff again i'm i'm, I'm off the spoiling train so i'm not going to spoil the episode for you but just go listen he had an epic journey through japan he was there. He got to Japan working for Nova two weeks before Nova went bankrupt. So uh, I, I, there's a clickbait there for you to listen to the rest of the – what do they call that? Listen bait? I don't know. But yeah, so it's a cool interview. Go listen to it. Um, you know, And you know, you can learn a lot from his path to Japan, how he's getting – and he's starting his own school too. So there you go. And then I went, I went and spoiled it. But <laughs> there you go. Enjoy this episode. Before we get to this week's episode, you know there's one thing i got to talk about, and that is Jobs in Japan. Jobsinjapan.com is where you want to go. Made by foreigners, for foreigners in Japan, it is all about helping you find the perfect job for you. You can set up an alert there based on the keywords you want to have. So whether you want to work in, I don't know, the hotel industry, like a person I just interviewed yesterday that's going to be on the show next week. Put in hotel in the keywords. You can set it up so you'll get an email every time a job that has anything to do with hotel comes up on the website. And you will be the first one to apply. You can be one of the first people to apply using your own, you know, application materials instead of the, filling out those little boxes on like other sites have you do. Jobsinjapan.com allows you to put the resume as you want it to be seen, which is awesome, which can help you get a job in Japan, like is what you want to do. Whether you want to get your first job in Japan or you want to level up your current job in Japan, 
you need to go to jobinjapan.com, guys. Okay? So let's get to the interview with Scott. Thanks, Scott, for coming on. Thanks for sharing what you do. And, uh, yeah, yeah, just listen, enjoy, and, uh, you know, try to learn as much as you can from his journey through Japan. Because there's always something to learn from everyone's journey in Japan. That's kind of why I do these episodes, guys. So, anyways, let's get to it. Enjoy. All right, guys, very special guest. Sometimes I say I have a special guest, but, you know, it's not really special. This time, it is special. It is the artist, formerly known as Unrested, Scott Ackerman. Woo! Is that, <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that what I'm supposed to do? <laughs> I'm like supposed that. to have like a soundboard or something? <laughs> I'll, add that in, I'll, I'll add that in the post, I guess. Okay, um, okay. But yeah, it's nice to talk to you today. Crazy to talk to you. I've been watching your stuff for many, many years, probably. Jeez, more than more than since I've been in Japan. So that's eight years there, buddy. Yeah, nice to have you on here today. How are you feeling today? I'm doing pretty good, yeah. Sweet. So it is going to be good to dive into your kind of Japan career, because I know you've had an inter- interesting, I would say Japan career, uh, outside of working, Japan career for sure, and mm. working, I'm sure. Uh, but let's start back at the very beginning. So what got you interested in working in Japan in the very first place? Well, it was kind of a fluke. Um, it was my situation in America was working as an art teacher um, in Florida. And during that time, the state ran out of a budget for its art programs in general. So like drama, music, art, uh, they just, a lot of schools were just like, nah, we're not going to have them anymore. Bye. And so I lost, <laughs> I lost my job. I was laid off. Um, I tried to work another job as a business property management specialist. And that was, Oh my God, I thought I was going to die. It was the worst. Um, and during that time, uh, two friends just came back from Japan and they had come back with Nova. Uh, where they, I guess they had gone there with Nova and come back without Nova. <laughs> and um, I was like, wow, they just got done teaching. I want to teach again. Let me just ask how they did that. So I called them up and they're like, Scott, uh, do, do you have a degree? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, that's all you need. And I was like, well, wait, well, no, I mean, like, what else? Like, they're like, hey, you got a degree. That's it. That's all you need. That's all they're looking for. And I was like, really? So I was still a little bit hesitant. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to apply to Taiwan, to Korea and to Japan for an English teaching job. And I got a reply from Taiwan, but they wanted me to do the whole tourist visa flip, but they tell you not to do that. You know, it can get pretty sketchy. So I was like, meh, that's okay. Um, Korea never, ever got back to me. And then Japan was like, oh, yeah, we're going to send a Nova agent out there to Nova agent. That sounds scary. (laughs) Uh, Out to Tampa, which was right next to where I was living at the time in Sarasota. And that was only an hour drive away. So I was like, if I just drive an hour away, I can interview in America and still possibly land a job in Japan. So you didn't really care. It wasn't like Japan is a special place I really want to go to. It was like, oh, Taiwan's cool. Taiwan's cool. Korea's cool. I just kind of like I kind of was in a bad situation. I always tell people you should never go to Japan because you're depressed. You can't run (laughs) from your depression. But I had been dumped by my girlfriend at the time. Um, Well, she was going to be my fiance at the time. And uh lost that job from the school. And I was just like, I was like, I don't want to see this place at all anymore. How far can I get from Florida? So, yeah. And you know, some people get that when they get to Japan, they get that boost, of course, you know, people, they get that boost and that, how long did that last for you? How was that? And three months, come down three months. Okay. So, you know, how was your job for you? Would you, you're teaching English, I guess it's different than teaching art, obviously, but easy for you or how was it? Um, I was pretty bad at the beginning. I'm not going (laughs) to talk myself up and be like, oh, I just came in there and blew them away. Um, it, you know, it's really different. Actually, even if you're a teacher in America, and especially even if you're teaching English, it's nothing like teaching ESL. Um, you've got to talk slowly, use low vocabulary, um, especially in Japan, the lowest 
English literacy rate in, in all the Asian countries. Um, mm-hmm. So you really got to take it very easy, go very slow. You don't realize how fast you talk until you finally slow it down. Um, so that was very alien to me. I was not used to having to teach at a very, very slow pace. Um, I would say it, it, it was hard at first. It was a little bit hard because you really have to be on the ball. Like you have to keep thinking of stuff to say. They don't really give you enough material. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, notorious is uh, notorious. Nova is notorious for, um, not training very well for not taking very good care of their employees. Sorry, I'm going to blast them right now and put them on full blast. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's kind of what happened. That, that was true. Everybody who, who told them, they're like, if you're going to go there and you're going to live in Japan and work for them, find a new job ASAP. Um, and I, I found out exactly why. I mean, they just kind of throw you to the dogs. You're like, hey, teach. What? Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very much the, the kind of fast food version of English teaching. Yes. Uh, but so if you say if you say Nova though, it's one thing that comes to mind. That's the crash of Nova when they went mm. bankrupt. And was, was that you were obviously there? That was before you got there, right? Were you still no. there when that happened, or that was after? I, no, right when I got there, two months. Oh, right when you got there. Oh, oh okay, because you were in the in the thick of it. So yeah. gee, what, what was that? What was that like? That had to be. I can't imagine people that went through that. So please tell me how it was. Scary. That was scary. Um, so I'd already been thrown to the dogs for teaching English, but then I was thrown to the dogs of how to survive in Japan when you have zero safety nets. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it was insane, dude. It was. I came over with 60 teachers on the plane because we, we were actually, I should make this clear, we were the webcam, uh, what do you call it, the webcam center? We talked okay, via yeah. webcam, so it was a little mm-hmm. bit different than the face-to-face, man-to-man. And 600 teachers worked in that building. It was an entire giant office building. Um, and I came over with 60 of them. They were the, all the new recruits. And within, I don't know, within the first three weeks, a bunch of people had already left. And by the time we got our second paycheck, it just didn't show up. Like our second paycheck <laughs> just didn't show. And we're like, uh, what? Uh, and you know, I'm panicking because I can't like, I can't say, Hey mom and dad, send me some money. Uh, like I'm 27 years old at that point. Um, I was I was kind of freaking out. It came, it finally came in, like it came in like three or five days late and they're like, it was computer problems. And you're like, oh yeah, sure. Okay. Um, and I got that paycheck and I quit. Like, I think I quit. Like as soon as that paycheck came in, I was just like, yeah, no more paychecks are coming. This company's done. Oh, okay. Um, so you took the proactive approach, but then still, I'm sure other people did the same thing as you. So the market is flooded with people that want to teach, but there's not that many positions, right? No, actually a lot of people, you'd be surprised. A lot of people stuck with them to the very end. Oh, like they, that's, yeah. that's how they got really burned. Like, so they got stuff like, okay, first of all, Nova paid for our apartment. They took it straight out of our pay. Um, and they force you into an overpriced apartment. They literally take like a three LDK and then just stick everyone into one of the bedrooms and then make them each pay $600 each. Rokuman. Oh, so yeah. it's like a profit source. Oh, they make a profit. <laughs> yes. But what they were doing was they were taking that profit and not paying for people's apartments anymore. So the landlord would come to their apartment and be like, yo, you haven't paid rent in like three months. Get out of here. And they're like, you know, I have. They've been taking it out of my paycheck. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Yeah. So, yeah. That, so you, But that's still, I think, some balls, though. I mean, to quit. I know it's the right thing to do, but still, it's got to be scared, right? I'm going to quit night oh, on the job. You've been in Japan for two months. It's not like you can, I'm, I'm guessing you couldn't speak Japanese that well at this point. I don't know. Yeah, it was horrible. I was, you know. <laughs> so it's kind of scary. And you, where are you going to live that from that point, you know? Yeah, I had to find my own apartment because I had to get out of the Nova ones. I didn't want that 
you know, horrible stuff to happen to me. And you can't live there if you quit your job. Mm. Um, so yeah, I had to learn how to find an apartment by myself. I had to learn to find a job by myself. I had to learn a train system, a subway system, which I had never, you know, Florida can't have a subway system. Uh, yeah. So I had never learned how to use a subway system. Um, it, it was very scary. Yeah. I mean, I will say though, it also kind of put me through a crash course that, I mean, after I finally got through all of it, I felt like I could conquer the world. Like I was just like, yo, you could drop me off anywhere in any country and I would be okay now. Probably not, but that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You, once you got thrown to the dogs, you got to figure it out or you're going to, it's over, you know, your time yeah. in Japan is over. So yeah, Damn. Exactly. So, you know, so then what'd you end up doing? Like, how'd you find a job? Did you just you know, hit the streets or you hit online, the online streets or how would you do? Well, it was uh, back when we know Gaijin Pot. I don't know. Can I say other companies' names out here? Yeah, keep going. Yeah, not yeah. sponsored, by the way. Not sponsored. Wish I was. Um, Use coupon code Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Gaijin Pot was very small back then, so it was actually very easy to apply to jobs on there. I made the resume, and like back then, like it would be like five people applied for this job. Now it's like three thousand applicants have applied, uh, and you're just like, oh, there's no chance. Um, <laughs> So I actually just, I just found every single job in Osaka and I just applied to everything. I didn't know what, like, I was like, I don't even know what some of these jobs are. I'm just going to apply. And so like, I figured out the difference between ALT, Akaiwa, Yochien, Hoikuen. And then I got, what did I get offered? What was Oh yeah. I got offered a kids teaching job at a mall and it was, uh, it was okay. It was kind of a strange job, really strange. Um, cause I was inside of a borderland toys and within that toy store, there was a door that led to our classroom. I don't, it was so weird. <laughs> cool. So you pretty much got back on your feet though. That seems pretty fast. You go, you got over that huge, I mean, some people got really, really screwed. I mean, obviously cause they weren't so as proactive as you, but you got out of that d- disaster and just into on your feet pretty fast. And now you're kind of working in the small. So that sounds pretty good. Yeah. It was cra- Like the weirdest thing was like at least 40 of those 60 people stayed with that company and they all ended up just like going totally bankrupt and going home. And I was just like, why, what are you guys? I don't get it. Like, so, <laughs> so let's go. So fa- let's fast forward a little bit. So then, you know how I came to know you was on YouTube. So when did you kind of start this YouTube was this uh, many years later, right about that time or when? No, it was about only a year later. So what I started out and I, I don't think you can find these videos on YouTube anymore. Um, they're not scandalous. They were just me walking around Japan. I just literally would walk around Japan with the crappiest two megapixel camera ever (laughs) and just film stuff. And then I'd come home and just mix it with my favorite music, like the knife or, um, I don't know, what was it? Uh, postal service or something like that. And (laughs) yeah, yeah. I just like, Oh, these are cool mixes to make. And then people would see these pictures and this is when nobody almost like, you know, YouTube was small. Like if you had a thousand subscribers, damn, you know. Yeah, this is like what was this? This is the age of what? Tokyo Kuni? I don't even know what. Yeah, was. yeah, Tokyo Kuni was like by far the biggest in Japan back then. Yeah. So, I put those videos up. I think I had five of them, and during the time that I put five of those up, I kept getting people to like, yo, how do I go there? What do I do there? What's that thing in the background? What's that temple? And I was just like. Uh, I'll answer them in the comments. And they're like, no, 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 no. Don't answer me in the comments. Answer me in a video. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. And so I made I made the first JFAC, as I call it, Japan's Frequently Asked Questions. And it was horrible. It was like really, I, I, I remember I almost deleted it. It was so bad. Like I, I couldn't emote. Um, I wasn't comfortable with who I was or how I sounded on camera. And it was just kind of like, 
Uh, so guys, uh, you guys, uh, want to go to Japan, so, uh, <laughs> I'm here to answer some questions. Like, it was really, like, this mumbly, low gravelly, like, uh, just horrible Q&A session. Well, it got 50 subscribers in the first week that I did that, and, like I said, back then I was like, whoa, 50 subscribers, I'm YouTube famous, you know. Uh-huh. Um, that blew my mind, and so I was like, maybe this does work, and nobody was really mean, like, there wasn't, like, a lot of... I can cuss on this, right? Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of shit posting and stuff. Um, yeah, it was way different back then, huh? Yeah, it was really, it was really <laughs> friendly. People were just like, "A video, yay!" Like, yeah, that was yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not that's not what happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a video? How can I break this apart? What yeah. sucks about this? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Or every little kid with an iPhone makes like, oh no, I won't go into that. But yeah, now, yeah, now they, I mean, the Japan, the Japan YouTube thing is just sound is so huge and so flooded with stuff. It's like you know, yeah, I don't know. And yeah. I guess we should I had to jump. I was gonna wait till the end. But let's jump into it. So recently, you've decided to kind of break away a little bit from the Japan side of things, yeah. correct? Yeah, I, I, I have and I haven't. It keeps pulling me back in, man. Like, um, <laughs> well, I, I should, I should go through the whole progression because yeah, yeah, let's, let's do good uh, yeah, because it does, it does lead it. You'll, yeah, it'll make more sense at the end. I. I made that video, it, it got 50 subscribers, and then I was just like, well, I'll just do another one of these. And so I just kept, and I had so many questions built up in my inbox, I was just like, make a video about that, make a video about that. And I eventually got to a thousand subscribers, and like I said, back then you were like, oh my god, wow, this is amazing. And then, the craziest thing ever, do you know the YouTuber Busan Kevin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's been on the show before. Okay, Busan Kevin and I, we worked at the same business, we worked at the same school, we knew each other IRL, and... We never told each other we were making videos. We hid it from each other. Like, because we, we, you know, back then it was like kind of, well, are you, should you be doing this? Should you be making videos even though you work at a school and everything and put yourself out there? And so we hid it from each other. And then one day he's like, all right, I'm going to have a YouTube party in Osaka. And then so he started doing a search for every YouTuber in Osaka to invite them. And he was like, Scott? And I was like, Kevin? And then we're like, he's like, dude, you've been doing YouTube this whole time? I'm like, yeah, what, what about you? And he's like, yeah, I have a channel. And like the next day at school, we're like, oh my God, we're like brothers and we never knew it. And yeah, we <laughs> yeah. Come, yeah, we found each other's channel. I got invited to the party. And then I met all these other YouTubers and that really inspired me. Like I thought at a thousand subscribers, like I was like, damn, I'm huge. But they had like 16,000 and stuff like that. I was like, wow, someone can get that big just by talking about Japan. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, that's great and then you know kevin's still going today and you're still going today that was really the pillars of the i I think it's the it's even though you guys are still going of course the previous kind of main pillars of the japan youtube was you know jimmy Breakman, you know um, Mm -hmm. simon you know those kind of guys right about that time that's pretty cool you guys work in the same place it's crazy yeah that was that was it's to this day it's surreal we still laugh about it like at the hanami parties and stuff um so that yeah speaking of give me a flake give me a break man victor um he gave me my next big lead. Like after he met me at that party, he was like, well, yo dude, I'll shout you out on one of my videos. And I was like, I don't know how that works, but okay. And when he did that, my channel blew up even more. Like back then, if you got a shout out, like that made your channel massive. So I got like mm. another 1000 subscribers from him. So I was just like, Oh my God, this is so amazing. Like we, we didn't even, we couldn't make money on it or anything. Like I was just amazed. People wanted to listen to me talk. Like I was just yeah. like, really my mouth's moving and you want to hear that? <laughs> Um, so I just kept going and then it got, it got bigger from there. I only took a small break, uh, when my wife, uh, had our first kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I took another small break when we moved into my house and, uh, that's, yeah, I just kept going from there. I guess we are up to where we left off with today where I'm trying to get away from it a little bit. 
<laughs> Wait, so let me stop you real quick. So that's that was back then. I mean, this is the time. I know you said it, but I want to make it clear. This is the time where there's no money involved in YouTube. It's just for, for no. the love and for the community. Yeah. And now it's not like that. Obviously, but yeah, you couldn't. There wasn't even MCNs back then. Just so everybody knows, like you, like 2006, 2007. I think almost up to like. To, like there was, you had to apply to be a partner, and like the people who got it were like, "Dude, guess what? I got I'm partnered with YouTube." Like it was a big deal. Yeah, now it's like anyone can do it if they want to. It's all, oh yeah, you know, yeah. It's all about stupid thumbnails and all that crap. Bait titles. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, all right. So let's go back. Let's go back to this future. The, the today's. Uh, I think it was about. I don't know how many months ago you kind of made a video saying, "Hey, I might change the things." You changed yeah. the channel name. Let's get into that a little bit. So well, what's okay. your thinking there? I, okay, one just one little thing I want to insert there in between something big that kind of happened to my channel is the whole Julian Blanc episode that kind of blew oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll throw that. That's kind of a, that's kind of a good story. So yeah, yeah. Go ahead. The one kind of I guess hill, not valley, of my channel's lifespan was the point at which Julian Blanc tried to enter Japan. And if people don't know who that is, that is uh, one of the leaders of RSD, which I I don't know what RSD stands for, but pretty much it's like how to be a schmuck every day i don't know like i don't know what would yeah, you... the actual name is how to pick up girls but yeah you're you're more yeah. you're more incorrect with your description of sure for sure yeah it was pretty much like super sleazy like ways to pick up girls and this guy was just making an ass of himself on camera he was it, it just made me so angry he was coming to japan he was going into stores like convenies and 7-elevens and just like trying to smash girls faces into his crotch and i was just like Yo, yeah, this yeah. is not cool. Like, I don't want to be represented by this white guy. I'm also a white guy in Japan. I don't want this guy, you know, to represent me. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I made like, I made a really angry rant video and I'd never really gotten angry in my videos before. And it got picked up by NHK International by June and Rachel. Thank you, June and Rachel. And <laughs> yeah. um, actually a writer for the Wall Street Journal who was, um, uh, she was some kind of, I forget what her column was about, but she did it too on her Twitter. She posted about it and I got something like, I went from 10,000 to 37,000 from just that video. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. So that's that, a big deal. yeah, that is, yeah. So that's why I wanted to throw that story in there. Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah. So what was kind of the, obviously that you got, your channel blew up at that point. Did you mm. find any kind of response in your daily life at that point with people having, I mean, I'm sure you got recognized a little bit. Did it go up in that point? Was mostly, everyone agreed with you, obviously, I hope. Yeah, was there any did. kind of pullback? <laughs> no, almost not. It was crazy. Like, even, like, the RSD, like, uh, channel, like, our channel, I guess, uh, forum, they were, like, copying and posting my videos, and the other people there, like, they were like, look at this jackass, and then the other people were like, well, actually, Julian is being kind of a jerk in this video. This guy's kind of right. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the reaction I got from them on the street. I still get it to this day. Um, there's a pretty, I don't want to say what the school is cause I don't want to give away my location totally, but there's a pretty famous language school, um, in my area that's really well known for giving out certificates that'll allow you to get a job in Japan. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, like your Japanese gets so good. Mm -hmm. Um, and kids that, well, I say kids, <laughs> they're like young adults. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the kids that come out of that school are like, yo, unrest it. What's up? I love your videos. I'm like, oh, thanks. Keep watching. <laughs> I just, I never know how to respond to that. I'm just kind of like, oh, ha, thanks. Stay tuned. Bye. <laughs> so yeah, I do want to talk about too. Um, oh, we didn't get first. We got, should get to your, your, your decision about. Okay. 
Change it. Let's get to that. Come on. All right. Let's book in the beans. story. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, recently, I mean, I've done uh, close to a thousand videos answering questions from Japan. So I've answered it and I've answered it again. Um, I've done like top five countdowns on Japan, um, you know, debunking other videos that don't know what they're talking about, about Japan. Um, and uh, pretty much I reached a point where I was just like, yo, this feels like very indirect. Um I've, at times, almost indulgent to my ego, being like, "Well, I live in Japan, so mm. let me tell you all about it." So I, I was, I wasn't feeling motivated to do it anymore. Like I had answered the same questions like multiple times. I'd get a lot of the same dumb ones, like, "Can I be a doctor in Japan?" <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, I hate that question. And and so I was just, I was burned out. And on top of it, I had just started my own business now. TLC English Academy, shout out, everybody come be a customer here. Um, <laughs> and I just started it and um, it, it was like overwhelming. It was like I had started a massive project in the middle of trying to keep another massive project afloat. And it was just mm. a Japan saturation. Like I had just yeah. gone through my first loan in Japan, my first business loan in Japan, opening my first company in Japan. And like I was just like, no more Japan. I don't want to talk about Japan. I was like, for me, for me, I think it would start become. It's not everything about you is not Japan, right? Like yeah. your whole being is not Japan. But when you have when you have a YouTube about Japan, sometimes if you talk about something not Japan, people flip out. You know, people are you know in, yes. the, in the comment section. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, it makes sense to me too. But uh, so what's what's in the future? Do you have anything you want to want to share about your your channel going forward? Yeah, well, so now we've, I, I did take a bit of a break from Japan. I've kind of pulled away from the JVlogger community. No, no, no offense to them. They're all great people. Um, I just don't, that's not my thing anymore. Um, I'm doing a thing now called LAL Life Advice Live. And this is a live streaming show where I pretty much answer like any sort of general problems people have. Like anything that's an emergency, like if it deals with like suicide or rape or something, we, we have hotlines. We actually have moderators in the hotlines are like, no, 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 you need to call this hotline. This is not something we deal with. Um, mm -hmm. But I answer like common sense everyday problems. Like oh, I got um, a social problem with how I communicate with people at school or I'm having, you know, love trouble or relationship trouble. What do I do? And I just use my own life experiences to just kind of guide them through it. I don't, the, the, the motto of the show is I don't know if I always have the right answer for you, but I always have an ear that will listen. And that's, okay. I, that's what I think a lot of people need. So that kind of brought me full circle back into Japan because I was feeling really good again. After I did that show, like I was like, wow, it feels really good to help people. Imagine that. Um, so I was like, what else am I good at helping people at? And I'm like, oh, yeah, get to Japan. Oh, here we are again. Um, so I, I said, you know what? I'm going to try an experiment just on a whim. I was like, I'm going to see if I could bring somebody over to Japan who knows like nothing about Japan or is like just barely prepared for Japan and pull them through every single step because it's a lot of steps and uh, get them over here and get them a job. And uh, that that kind of blew up bigger than I expected. Um, that mm -hmm. one overnight, I got something like 14,000 emails about people who wanted to apply to that program. And I was just like, hey, um, mm. okay. So <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a very popular place to go still after all these years. <laughs> yeah. So what I, what I had to do is I, I made a filter, um, mostly to find out who was the most serious. Um, it's like an, it's pretty much an application that lets you bump your email to the top on my Patreon on patreon.com slash Scott Ackerman. Mm -hmm. And, um, it allows them to pretty much number one, get a training plan. That's one month, three months or six months. And they can sign up for that so that they can get some training, like get to know like what to expect from Japan. Like some people don't know, like bring roll deodorant. They don't have roll deodorant here. You're going to smell bad. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. like that kind of stuff. And also like medicine. I really worry about people with medicine because they'll come over here and be like, yeah, I just need this painkiller and this epilepsy medicine. And, th- and they're like, yo, you can't get any of that here. Like, <laughs> yeah, or it's like 10 percent effective, you know? Yeah. It, well, 10 percent strength. I, and, and, you know, there, there is a way to do it. Like you set it up from doctor to doctor, but people don't know that. And so that's the kind of advice and stuff that I'm trying to offer people. I'm also I'm actually I'm going to intern three people at my job, at my job, oh. my, my, my company. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My job. It's more than your job. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so um, I'll put links to all that stuff in the show notes page so you can check out what he's doing over there because it's really cool. Um, I do want to get a little bit into – you did start your own business. So that's huge too. Yeah. Right? So yep. you know, it's, a, it's an English school. What's kind, of the, what's kind of your pitch? What's kind of the special thing about your school? Well, we're TLC, Tender Loving Care, um, not, not based on the ban. There's no Lisa <laughs> Left Eye Lopez here. Um, but we, our, our big thing is, number one, I have a very visual and artistic way, like I said, I was an art teacher before, of teaching. I don't believe in just showing kids like a bunch of cards. It's too boring. So I try to inject, number one, like hands-on type stuff. So for example, instead of just showing a kid a card, I have like a target board lined up with cards and I have like a wall of Nerf guns. And so when I see the card name, they have to shoot it with the Nerf gun and try and get the right card. So they have like boys, when boys come to work in the work, be a student at my school, they, they love that. Like little, little boys, girls are, you know, they're looking for not, not that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but, but boys love it. Like they will literally come and do a demo lesson and they will beg their mom. They'll be like, mom, I need to go here. I love these guns. Um, <laughs> bo- cool. Boys love guns. <laughs> and That's uh, for sure. yeah, yeah. So, but then I have other stuff like, um, I, I learned to juggle for my teaching and I'll take a bunch of colored balls and juggle them in the air and then I'll stop. And every time I stop, I'll be like, what color is this? And like, they focus so hard because you're doing a trick. Like, you know, they're not just like, whatever, sensei, like, oh, more cards. Here we go with the cards again. So, I, you know, I try to make it stuff like that that's very visual, that's almost sh- kind of showy. Um, when I teach things like shapes and stuff, I've got like all these different sponge shapes and I use them for like magic tricks that I do. And so they have to stay really focused on that because it's a magic trick. They want to see what happens. Where is it going? And so they stay focused on it. They tell me what shape it is. What, what, you know, like I've got like three different colored cups. Oh, that's you put it inside the red cup and it was a yellow star for that sponge. And then I turn it upside down and three more come out. And they're like, oh, my God, whoa. You know, so like, <laughs> that's cool. yeah, yeah. I just I try to keep it fun. That's really fun for me. Like I'm doing a performance when I do it. I, I want to keep it fun for me because then I have the same energy that the kids need to actually be excited to learn. Yeah, definitely different than a normal Aikawa for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's very, yeah. very cold. And, uh, but uh, so, yeah, other than, you know, obviously the teaching sounds like you have it down, but in, in addition to having teaching, there's a lot of stuff that goes to have a business. So mm. you have to get a loan as, and, mm. was that, and you have to advertise and stuff. So Ugh. when you get a loan, was that, I know you're married to a Japanese woman, I believe. Yes, right? yes, yeah, yeah. I so, am. Did that make things easier or what was it like in alone when, you know, I know you, when you walk in that office, they're like, whoa, you know, so it was, like, it, it was easier. Um, it, I've got a bit of a, a cheat code with my wife because she is a dentist in Japan. And so they'll, she's my co-signer, right? So, yeah, yeah. so if they're going to be like, who's your co-signer? Like your housewife, <laughs> good one, buddy. Anyway, next. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, she's my co-signer. I, I'm pretty sure like that weighed heavily on it. Um, I don't have any outstanding debt in Japan, so that's good. I don't know. They don't really have a credit score, so I don't know how that really, but anyway, um, on top of that, it was my first loan ever and I've, I've got a permanent residency visa. So that helped out a lot. Actually, mm, they did yeah. check that. And, um, 
what was the other thing they checked? Oh, I will say one of the hardest parts of applying is you need to do a rundown of everything you're spending that money on. Like they want to see how serious you are. Like I was telling them this many packs of A4 paper, this many packs of A3 paper like this. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that was probably the hardest part. Like there was nights I was up to like 2 or 3 a.m. just like. Okay, what's the price to lease a, a printer for this many days? Okay, what's the price to uh, like? I was so tired, like, because I was working full time and getting this school ready. Like, I was about to. Uh, well, I did fall over at one point. <laughs> so I want to know, like, how you know? I know how Akai was. I used to work Akai, of course, so I know how they try to advertise, and sure. it's horrible and handing, you know, stupid. So what are you doing to try to advertise to, you know, be effective at least? Do you still just take, have to take the traditional routes of handing out tissue papers or what? Well, yeah, I, you know, I've really experimented with that. That was, that is the hardest part, man. It is hard to market. One of the biggest problems I have is I can't have signage. Um, they, wow. you know, like I read a lot of business books. I wasn't just like, yeah, I want to start a business. Let's see how that goes. Um, I read a lot of business books and the one said, have a sign and change it every three months. So I can't have a sign one month because I'm in an apartment. Uh, I mean, mind you, they've been refurbished to be like a total office and business and everything, but I can't, I can't put a sign on the outside. The, like how Japanese contracts work. You, the, the land, the property owner owns the outside. You own everything on the inside. Yeah, um, yeah. So I can't even put it like on my balcony. Um, so that's a bit rough. That's a hard part. Um, I've tried just about everything with marketing and I, Right now, I think I know what works best and what doesn't as far as my school is concerned, at least. I don't know how it'll work for everybody else, but I, um, I've i done Facebook. I've paid for the ads on there, not just make the Facebook site. Twitter, yeah. um, I did – what else did I do? Oh, um, like a local rag. Uh, like it's a little magazine for moms, like a Mamatomo magazine. Okay. Yeah, and the one that has worked the best is this method here is – hiring those flyering companies that flyer into people's mailboxes, which is the most annoying thing ever. Yes, I feel bad about doing that. Do I regret it? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. that, that has gotten me the most customers. I've definitely got, that really works. Like you hire these companies and for about Yonman $400, um, they will flyer 6,000 flyers in a one to three kilometer distance from your business. Damn. Yeah. So yeah, you think it's annoying and we just throw them away, but obviously this works, you know? <laughs> Well, I would say if you do it, never choose the the one time that it did the worst is if you choose the color white. Choose a crazy color. Choose a crazy color, and if possible, if you can change the shape of the flyer, change the shape. Don't just be a rectangle. You know, don't be a A4. Like, uh, yeah, that's good advice there. Because <laughs> yeah, they'll be going through and they'll be like, yo, what's this? A star? Like, and oh, they, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty smart. That's pretty yeah. smart for sure. Um, so. I mean, let's talk about because a lot of people listening here are in, working in Japan. Some most are teaching English. Some are doing other stuff. So, what would you? So, I know you kind of kind of a new thing for sure. This, this school. So, what what are kind of the hardship? What's something you wish you knew before you got started that for someone else that might be thinking about starting a business or a school? Um, I wish I could speak fluent Japanese. My Japanese is garbage still. Um, okay. you, if you're gonna start by yourself, you really should know fluent Japanese. I really like. I speak what I call caveman Japanese, so I can converse with all the te- all the teachers, all the parents that come to my school, but I sound like, your boy do good today, very nice job, I hand you worksheet now, like, that's how uh, I sound, you know, like, so I can't be, like, kago polite, um, I, you know, I sound like a dunce, so I have to have, um, 
a teaching assistant, well, not a teaching assistant, a school coordinator to okay. help me with translation work. So that would that would have saved me a little bit more money had I not done that, but eh, live and learn. Um, yeah. So my advice to you would be that, like, come here with a focus on learning Japanese. Like, now I don't have the time. People probably, why don't you just take Japanese lessons? Yeah, you try that with paying a mortgage, having two kids, being married, and running a business. And then tell me about take Japanese lessons. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I know what that's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, so- Come here, come here with a focus. When you, when you first get here, you will be kind of invigorated to learn the language. Take charge of that feeling. Do not stop until you are fluent. That was my biggest mistake. I still regret that. Um, yeah, I think I had a little bit. I did that to myself. Like once you get to a certain point, like, yeah, I'm great. I can talk to anyone I want to. But there's still another level above that. Yes, right? <laughs> yes, know? exactly. You know, yeah. It sucks. You know? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I understand everything. I can talk. I can get my point across. But I just sound like I'll be like, me won't eat this now. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. So, yeah. So what's in the future? I mean, besides, I've, you obviously said a lot of what's going on in the future. But anything else you want to share with us? I mean, you got the school stuff going on. YouTube going on. Sounds pretty good to me. But anything else you want to let us know about? Uh, pretty well, one project we are going to start, which is kind of a, another side project, which is getting crazy. But, um, I have another friend who's starting to work with me at the TLC business here, my school, and he's been doing a lot with streaming Japanese video games that you can only get in Japan. Mm-hmm. And it's blowing up on YouTube right now because it's a lot of these exclusives that nobody can play or buy in their own country or even play on like a what do you call it like open international ps4 or whatever the console is mm-hmm. um they still can't play these games they only work on a japanese ps4 or xbox within japan and we've been streaming those and the views we're getting is insane and people are also asking to buy those games they can't buy them in america at all they can't buy like a lot of the figurines that are connected to these different games and stuff they're only japan exclusive so we're we're considering it we're going to do a test trial and sell five different products on a website that are from japan that are these exclusives to japan and if it blows up we're gonna that's gonna be another i guess connection to my company too is offering these very japan exclusive materials sweet sounds good yeah um so yeah so thanks for hanging out today i learned a lot i mean you've helped me a lot i was i was watching your jfx before i got to japan and that was a long time ago now, and I'm still in Japan, so I guess I got to say thanks for that. <laughs> it's always flattering. I'm always really surprised people have watched it for that long. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's so so much. Is, I mean, obviously, my life has changed immensely. So yeah. I, I came to Japan as a, out of college, you know, douchebag. I'm still a douchebag, <laughs> but now I'm married and have two kids, so it's a little different, you know. But uh, Oh, man, almost yeah. my same story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did I gotta, you? you know, I, I remember I wanted to stay more than one year. That was my only goal. Can I last in Japan for more than one year? Here I am, eleven years later with the, all uh, this. Yeah. yeah. I said I'll say I'll do one year, and if I like the job, I'll stay for two. And that's it. And that's why I told my mom and stuff. My mom's if you do two years, that's fine. I was like, you know, twenty-two at that time. But yeah, <laughs> and here anyways, you are. Yeah. Let's not get let's not bore people with the ending. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, Scott. Good luck with everything. I know you'll be fine. You know, you know, you know what you're doing here in Japan. So good luck with everything, and thanks for coming on today. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the ALT Insider Podcast. For more info on how you can have more fun working in Japan, visit altinsider.com. See you next time.